Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to The Masogi Method with work happiness expert Jody B. Miller. Each week, Jody introduces you to amazing people who have broken through huge barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness in their lives. For every one of us, the path to lasting joy has always been there, but it may take a Masogi to get you on it. Jody did it, her guest did it, and now you can too. Here's your host, Jody B. Miller. So welcome to the Masogi Method, breaking through barriers to achieve meaning, success, and happiness in your work and life. I'm your host, Jody B. Miller. Our guests today are some of the most inspirational people I personally have ever met. Talk about perseverance. Brittany Hutton is an elite runner who is working her way to the 2020 Olympic Games that will be held in Tokyo, Japan. And her coach and fiance, Brandon Birdsong, who I believe may have qualified in one event already. Welcome to the show, you two. Thank you for having us. Yes, hello. Thank you. I'm so glad you guys are here. Brittany, you and I met, if you recall, when I was in the cryotherapy tube. At- <laughs> it's cry- the cryo- cryotherapy sauna. Yeah, something like that. It's, it's colder than uh, an ice bath, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, it is very, very cold. But we can talk about that more when we get to the recovery phase of your training. And then, Brandon, you and I actually met initially via a video that Brittany showed me of you eating a, an organic cupcake that she made and was saving for herself. <laughs> I remember that video. (laughs) (laughs) You were so hilarious. I was telling Brittany, oh my gosh, he has such a great sense of humor. So that was funny. (laughs) And I've seen you several times since. So Brittany, I'd love to start with you. And you have this amazing goal that this big Masogi to make it to the Olympics, get one of those three spots on the U.S. Olympic team. Which event are you leaning toward at this point? Um, I'm leaning towards the marathon. That's my goal, um, to make it in the top three um, at the Olympic trials in 2020. The city hasn't been announced yet, but the Olympic trials will be held in February. Awesome. And so I thought you had maybe never run a marathon, but then you ran one and won it. Is that right? That's correct. Um, I haven't done – I have never done a road – Marathon. My first marathon was actually on the trails, and I went out to race the half. And I was signed up for the full, but if I was, I was like, I'm just going to go for it if I feel good. Let me back up a little bit. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Brandon. We, we were we got asked to work this um, expo the day before, and neither one of us had signed up for the race, and um, <laughs> we got talked into the race. Basically, um, and initially, one of our buddies had talked Brittany into doing the half marathon, and then we were chatting about it, and there was a, a prize purse in the marathon, and Brittany was like, well, why don't I just run the marathon? 
Well, she did with, with very minimal training. Yeah, wow. very minimal training. I, I was coming off of my first ever stress fractures, and I just decided to go for it. And I'm really happy I did. That, that's amazing. That must have given you so much confidence. I mean, obviously you'd been doing some training, but to train for a marathon is a pretty monumental experience. Mm-hmm. It is. I've been, I have really enjoyed finally training for the marathon. I can feel the fitness coming along in a different way. It's, it's, it's really exciting. I can't wait to show off my hard work. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. I'm so excited for you. So how does it go with the qualifying rounds? What happens during those? So what you need to do is athletes will race a USATF, which stands for the United States of America Track and Field. Um, So a certified course that's USATF certified or an IAAF, which is the International Athletes Association Federation. Mm Mm-hmm. I believe, um, but so the course has to be certified. And are there certain races that you know that you're planning to run in order to qualify during a certain period of time? Yes. So it's, it's kind of complicated, but I'll try to explain it like the best I can. There's like a two-year window that you have where you can qualify for the Olympic trials in the marathon. And it's different to the track. It opens up later on down the road. Um, so that opportunity to qualify started last September. And I'm aiming to qualify in Grandma's Marathon, which is held in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh, and wow. I have to run faster than two hours and 45 minutes to qualify for the Olympic trials. Now, is that an age-based time, or is that just the time regardless of age? Regardless of age is just the time. That's all you have to get. Um, and, so there, and there's two standards. 245 flat is the B standard. And the A standard is two hours and 37 minutes. I want you to know, I'm, I'm very proud of this, but now I'm maybe not so proud after I hear 245. I qualified for the Boston Marathon years ago, but I ran it in 354. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry, 336. That's what it was, 336. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. That takes a lot of hard work. Yeah, but I never ran it because it was um, – it was full, and then the year after was the bombing, actually. So oh I had opted not to run it because I wasn't as fast anymore. So, I mean, that's like well over an hour slower than you. I mean, you are fast. I've seen you run. You are absolutely amazing. <laughs> and And Brandon, now, didn't you qualify as well? I, I didn't, no. I mean, I ran in the 2016 Olympic trials, um, which is where I proposed to Brittany. Yes, I want to hear that story. <laughs> Which part? Well, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll tell a fast-forward version of it. I, so I qualified, um, I qualified in 2014 in Houston. I ran my first half marathon. Um, it was my debut. I think I, I ran 104.21. Um, wow. And a pretty big blow-up. Uh, I actually struggled the last couple of kilometers, but it was bittersweet. I qualified. Um, and then a couple months later, I had a nagging injury that turned into a really bad fracture um, mm-hmm. that I had to have surgery on. And so late 2014, I had a foot surgery, and then I basically had 14 months to prepare for the Olympic trials. Um, 
which really turned into about six months, maybe five after healing. So um, it was kind of like a cram session of training and trying to get in this massive block in order to get ready for the trials. And I think my coach and I, we got a bit greedy. Um, six, probably six weeks before the trials, I was very fit, um, probably 213 shape. And uh, we decided we were just going to push it a bit. And we, we were doing high volume and high quality, which you really don't want to combine. You know, it's quality or quantity, but we were kind of just going for it because it's harder to overtrain when you have a shorter period of time. You can almost kind of risk it a bit more. Mm-hmm. But I was flirting with injury and I ended up getting, having some knee issues where my patella, I had bad patella tendonitis and it turned into a bad knee bruise, a bone bruise, which I kind of didn't know I had, but I ran on the underwater treadmill for the weeks leading up to the trials and uh, with the plan of just proposing to Brittany. Uh, so so go, going into it, it was one of those things where I knew it was going to be a rough day just because of the, the last six weeks of my training. And it, it was a rough day for, for many reasons. I mean, it was an all-time high for the day. I think the tarmac was at maybe 90 plus on, oh. on, um, in LA. on the asphalt. So, wow. That's hot. It was, yeah. very, it was record-breaking hot weather for LA. Yeah. So half the field dropped out. And, man, I tell you what, probably 14 miles, I was, I was ready to drop. I was suffering. Um, but I had a bigger purpose, you know. I I knew what I had to do to get to the finish line, and uh, I did. I, I mean, I gave it everything I had. I didn't run fast. Um, I mean, I made it to the finish line. That was the goal. And That's huge. That's huge. I got down on one knee, you know, and I let Brittany know that uh, she was the reason that I was able to, to get to the finish line. And I proposed, and... I went straight to the medical tent, and then I got rushed to the ER pretty oh soon after. Yeah. So, yeah. so when did you celebrate? <laughs> um, we celebrated that night. I got out. I got out of the hospital, and I was like, let's do this. Yeah. I was very I had all the IV fluid. I think I had, like, close to four liters of IV fluid. Um, wow. That's, that's a beautiful, beautiful story. Is there a wedding date yet? We don't have a wedding date yet. You're very focused now toward the next goal, your next yeah. Masogi. <laughs> it, it's true. Um, we were very selfish in the fact that we cared so much about our sport and ourselves and making sure like our dreams come true. We pushed those things to the side. And that's fine with us. We, we enjoy living our dreams together. And that's one reason why I think we fell in love, because we inspire and want to achieve all these great things together. And individually as well too and now we're part of each other's story it's so hard to find that in a relationship i mean to have that cohesiveness not only with the love but with your interests and not have one person outweigh the other one or or sacrifice for the other one that's really beautiful so Brittany, what inspired you to really start going for these amazing you know to me they're misogies because they there's such a huge chance of failure, but yet again, a huge chance of success too. So what was the, is, was there one thing you could point to that really gave you that drive that keeps you going? Um, I've always 
been someone that even when I was a kid, I, I never thought about quitting or stopping. Um, I've always been very driven and very motivated and I don't know where that came from. It's just, it's in my gut. And, uh, and I think having, um, my sister pass away at such a young age, um, really, really, uh, did it for, for me. Sorry. I'm trying to find the right words, but, um, my sister, when my sister passed away, I wrote a note to her promising her that I would be an Olympian and promising her that, and this was for basketball initially. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, just switch sports. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I gave her my very first MVP award and she still has it with her in her uh, grave today. And um, oh, it's beautiful, Brittany. And was that a car accident that happened with your sister? Yes, she was, uh, she was thrown from her vehicle and then hit by oncoming traffic. Oh, I am um, so sorry about that. Yeah, it, it was, it was a beautiful winter day in Michigan. Michigan's known for having just gorgeous winter storms. And just that day though, uh, her car just couldn't handle it. Um, so, but I think I, I don't ever second guess my decisions for being and being so determined to have have this like mission or this goal and I love what running brings to me I love the community it, it has I love where I get to go and what I, what I get to see running it brought me all the way out here to California you know so well I'm so happy about that <laughs> me too it, it led me to the man of my dreams and I can't wait to see what other adventures we're going to go to go on together just speaking of running that's awesome. So what, what do you, how do you answer people that, that uh, are naysayers or doubters or who try and um, give you <laughs> input that isn't favorable? You know, why listen? Yep. <laughs> it's not worth it. I, I don't, people of course are going to say things and cause and maybe that's because in their own lives, they, they don't, they're not able to grasp the good things that they do have. So they try to take down others and that's really sad. And I hope that they find and, find their way and figure things out for themselves. And uh, I can only wish the best for them. I love that attitude. I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself only with positive people in your tribe and letting the rest go. And just seeing you and Brandon together, I just get such a beautiful, positive vibe whenever I see either of you individually or together. And I can tell that that's your attitude. And, And Brandon, so you, I think, um, are you coaching Brittany now? I am, yes. So how did that come about? Um, you know, after we moved to Santa Barbara, the her coaching situation just wasn't working out, you know. I mean, from being in Mammoth and trying to get back yep. week after week and just not having the ability to do that, it just wasn't a good fit for either the athlete or the coach. And, uh, you know, I – I know Brittany really well. I've I've watched her train the last five years of her life, and um, and you're also very accomplished. You understand the sports. You understand the quest for the Olympics. So you can also do this from personal experience. Yeah, I'm very passionate about coaching. Um, 
with that being said, I've, I've always been very nervous to coach Brittany because I didn't want our relationship to suffer. And, you know, that communication has to be there because it, the relationship can suffer, but it's not. Um, we have a great coach-athlete relationship, and we also have a great, you know, significant other relationship. <laughs> Which is so awesome. And I, and I know that, you know, not, I, we don't need to go into this, but I know that you had an unfortunate accident. And so how are you healing from that? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm healing slowly. It's been almost a year, you know, it's, it's been hard. It's been hard for me, but it's been very difficult for Brittany to, you know, to have to sit on the sidelines. And I'm very fortunate to have such a powerful, strong human being that's helped me through this. Um, We're very fortunate to have each other. Yes, I, I just think you guys are beautiful. So let's move over to the actual training. And I love how you said you have a great relationship, Brandon, as a coach athlete, as well as obviously your personal relationship, which I have seen um, and attest to how close you guys are. What, what sort of training do you undergo, Brittany, or does Brandon tell you you have to do or you guys decide together that you have to do? I mean, is there a certain, a certain number of days you run and then after that, what is your recovery from that? It's, it's a period of training. Um, basically, we, we set out a goal, which is um, Grandma's Marathon, and, we, and you work backwards from that race. Um, it's usually Brittany's running 80 to 100 miles a week um, with a couple workouts, very high-quality workouts, and it's all about adaptation to marathon pace so you you know you start out with a lower volume of quality and then you just increase that quality over an extended volume that way that she can handle marathon pace for the entire marathon does it help to a cross train and b train in thinner air yes yes to both i mean (laughs) cross training it it allows you to recover while getting that aerobic benefit um so it keeps you healthy so we, we try to incorporate cross-training, whether it's aqua jogging or spinning on the bike, with her running to reduce the risk of, yeah. uh, you know, of injury. You're already right. doing the volume it takes to be at that level. Mm-hmm. You're, you're at very high risk of, in, of injury, so you don't want to add any sort of fuel to that fire. It's not the easiest thing to with a full-time job. I give the woman who came in second at Boston, uh, I give her – so much credit. She she did she did it working a full time job and wow. second in Boston. So she she really she gives me motivation. So to keep on cross training even though I'm exhausted. And that, well, yeah. that's what's hard for me, you know, because my job is to balance Brittany's stressors in life and or not in life, but just running. And she has all these other stressors because of her job, you know, the amount of sleep that she's getting. So you can't always do exactly what you want to train to get to that goal. You have to, every week we have to take a step back and reevaluate what we're going to do because there's additional stressors that wouldn't be there if Brittany was training and you know, just training. Right. Yeah. Kind of the goal for the next year is, is to get in that situation where she is just training. And will that be a combination? I think that sounds awesome, especially as you get closer to that qualifying marathon. Um, so will that include some time in the mountains? 
It definitely would. You know, I, I, as, as you know, Brittany and I recently uh, bought a sprinter that we're converting. Um, and we plan to spend a lot of time at elevation because, you know, that adaptation to running quick at elevation and increasing the red blood cell count. Yeah. So, oh, it, it, I didn't know that. It increases the blood cell count as well, the red it, blood cell count? It increases your red blood cell count, which then increases your hematocrit. Um, so you're able to deliver oxygen to your muscles at a more rapid rate. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. And it sounds like if you go to a full-time training schedule, sleep will be a big part of that as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love naps. <laughs> so what about the cry uh, in terms of the recovery? Well, first, before I ask you that, how many pairs of running shoes do you have? I have, with, I have a, 10. Wow. And are they, for, <laughs> are they for different terrains or just they wear out so fast you've got to put on the well, next one? I've been lucky enough. Brandon and I both actually have been super lucky enough because we don't have a sponsor. Um, but we work for a company that sends us trainers to test, so we're product testers. So we're really, we're able to have shoes to rotate with that, that different like Brooks and Nike and New Balance. And, uh, and then we give feedback on the shoes and we write articles about like our thoughts on the shoes. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So that's been a huge, huge help with our, with our training, my training and Brandon's cross training and PT. Um, and yeah, every shoe has a different purpose. You know, I, I have my flats, I have my spikes, and trail shoes, my marathon trainers. trainers. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. And so, you um, can you have a sponsor if you're in the Olympics? Absolutely. Oh yeah. So when you when you qualify for the Olympics, who's ever whoever sponsors the Olympic committee, that's who, which is Nike at this time, at this, at this moment, uh, mm -hmm. that's who's going to sponsor you for the Olympics. But well, no, you can have to wear a Nike logo on your, right. on your jersey, which is the USA jersey, but you can wear whatever brand you're sponsored by as far as your shoes. You, oh, would, yeah. you would wear that on your feet. Correct, correct. Um, but yeah, you can have a, going into the trials, you would wear your brand's um, right. logo on your jersey and represent that company. Oh, right. very cool. So um, that makes me think of a couple other things in terms of the actual event. But bef before I get to the event, is there an ideal weight that you feel like you run the best at? You don't have to tell me what that is. But, um, oh, I don't mind. I, I'm very open about that. I want people to know there's no perfect number. There's no perfect anything. I feel... I'm 5'7", and I feel my fastest and fittest when I weigh 127 pounds. 127, um, yeah. And I weigh 133 right now. Maybe one, maybe it varies between 133 and 130, mm -hmm. um, depending on how much water I've had. <laughs> or, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Water makes you gain weight? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you want to stay hydrated. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm teasing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm more than – I don't like to – say like oh I have to be this or that like I mean I've raced some incredible PRs or some incredible races actually weighing heavier than ever before I mean when I raced that trail marathon I weighed close to 145 pounds wow so that's a lot of fuel you're probably you're probably relying on it's a lot of and that's that's the thing I'm learning now with marathon training is when do I take that fuel and how much of it do I take? So mm -hmm. it's been a fun, fun little game. 
So you guys are probably, you're probably, you're probably playing with that too, right? I mean, is it goo? Is it, I mean, what, there are so many supplements or so many things you can do. I guess you guys are trying to figure, you know, at mile X, this works better for lights at Y. Um, Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So the other thing I was curious about was, and I know our listeners would be curious about, but this whole testing phenomenon that's going on in all these sports and, um, Oh, yeah. What will you go through? And I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when you make the Olympic team. What will you go through in terms of testing? Yeah, just regular old drug testing. So they just take a urine sample and see if you have any um, drugs that are illegal. There's a huge list from uh, the World Anti-Doping Agency. And that's pretty much like it. Uh, I, I believe they test your blood as well. Yeah, it's so. pretty much anything from caffeine to like the... You know, the bad stuff. testosterone, EPO, anything yeah. like that. But it's a yeah. And but I would have think taking your blood would make you a little weaker. Oh, well, they would do it after. They don't. Do oh, I see. Yes. Okay, that's good. So that's good. So every so you're well up to speed on that too. Is there a main competitor? Um, you don't have to say who it is that you're sort of chasing. That no, there. There really isn't. I would actually look at my competitors who girls, anyone, or say, I should say women who are faster than me. I actually really admire and I, I, I aspire to be as fast as them and one day kick their butts. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, I'm very lucky though. I've been able to train with some of the best of the best in the country and I can't wait to be back in that atmosphere and be back with that kind of team and attitude and, uh, I know Brandon and I both are going to thrive in that environment. We, we miss it. Well, it sounds like you guys have made the perfect match, not only together with your relationship, but as the coach and athlete too. And Brittany, what advice would you have for young girls? I mean, here you were a young girl wanting to be an Olympic and be, you know, an Olympic basketball player. And now you're going to be an Olympic marathoner and I'm going to really be rooting for you to get on that team. What's your advice for young girls who are having these dreams? Like what can you tell them to keep them, Right up there with you. I would, my advice to ladies out there, young girls, is to keep on reaching for what you want. Reach for what you believe in. It, and it can be anything. It doesn't have to be a sport. It can be your education. It can be your, your art, your, your culture. Whatever makes you, wake out of bed, makes you wake up out of bed and feel inspired and motivated. I, I cannot stress this enough and just say, Go for it and believe in yourself. Like, don't listen to what doubters say because they're not you. They're they're not in your shoes. They don't know what you're going through. And only you can make the decision to pursue and to persevere. And I know you can. I believe in you. You matter and your dreams matter. Make them count. I love that. I love that. That's going to be so inspirational. And then one other aspect of being a woman, a young girl, as they grow up in the society of, you know, beautiful expectations. I mean, how do you feel in terms of body image? Can you give some young girls a bit of advice in that category as well? Absolutely. I have dealt with that. Um, I was, you know, a victim of that for a little while, being um, uh, bulimic and anorexic, and I'm very happy I got over those mountains, and uh, now the best thing I can say to do is to communicate with your friends and your family, and communicate with with someone, anyone, you know. And uh, don't let those things defy you. Um, 
you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not perfect. Yeah. And Jody, I want to stress, you know, as, as runners, you know, there's this ideal, you know, most runners are, you know, a hundred to 110 pounds that are women. So, you know, we get these ideas that we have to look just like them if we're going to run fast. And it's, it's not the case. We're all built differently. And it's all about, you know, finding your own efficiency. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with you. The whole body image thing just bothers me so much. And I have a daughter and I'm always telling her, you're perfect exactly how you are. Right. Absolutely. And so you two are perfect in my book, too. And I want you to promise to come back on the show after you bring home that medal. Yes. I'd love to. Absolutely. Okay. Well, best of luck. I'm going to keep in touch with you guys and keep track of you and, and blog about you. And I'm just so, so excited for you. And the sprinter idea sounds really cool because you can just train wherever the wind takes you. Exactly. We're so excited. I love it. Well, thank you for being on the show and thank everyone for being here and listening to Brittany and Brandon, two of the most inspirational people. And again, good luck, you guys. And I can't wait to hear about your successes. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you all for being here and listening to the Masogi Method. I'm your host, Jody B. Miller, and we'll see you next time. Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled earlier, main balance due unlimited basic. After 630 pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto-pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.